The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. I'm Bruce Canner here in uh, Harbor Springs, Michigan, Emmett County. Ian Ferguson, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Salim Siddiqui, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. All right, and have we heard who we heard from Donna? She did indicate she was unable to attend today. Okay. All right. Uh, so the first and main item on the agenda is the uh, fiscal year 21-22 budget. So I will let uh, Cheryl and Pam take it away. Okay. And to get it started, um, I did invite Scott Wrangler here today to give a brief update in regards to the projects that are going on. So Scott, if you just wanted to share any comments. Sure, thank you. Uh, so we'll start with the paving project. Uh, last Tuesday, uh, the contractor did get started. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think part of Thursday, they did the cold milling of all the group one streets. Uh, the milling actually went really good. Uh, two of the streets that actually have gravel underneath the asphalt that we milled, which was Glenwood West and Cambridge, the majority of it turned out good. Uh, there's a section of Glenwood that had a lot of clay, uh, silty clay that we're recommending be, uh, be removed and replaced with a good aggregate base. Uh, very similar to what we're doing in the next group of streets, which is considered a, a type A repair. Uh, a rough number is probably an extra $20,000 for that based on what the other streets cost. So uh, it's the right way to do it. I'm afraid if we pave it now, it's gonna pump. We're gonna end up making even more repairs that are gonna be costly. So. Uh, the recommendation now is to move forward, uh, excavate that road. It's probably only about five inches of clay we got to pull out and then put in 10 inches of aggregate and the five inches of asphalt. The goal this week is to have all the streets paved with the first lift of asphalt. They are tentatively scheduled Wednesday and Thursday to do that. So I'll make the assumption, hopefully by the end of day Friday, we'll have all them uh, with the first lift of asphalt down. Uh, after that is what we like to do. We like to have them stay off the road for five to seven days. Uh, just, uh, you know, the asphalt doesn't take long to, to cure and heal, but with, you know, the stuff goes down, it's almost 300 degrees and it draws water out of the clay and you get a real thin layer of water underneath that asphalt. And if we let cars and trucks on, trucks especially on it too quick, it starts pumping. So we've had really good success putting down that first lift and staying off it with the big trucks for five to seven days. Uh, so next week might not see a lot of action out there. Uh, and you know, we've been updating the website. I don't know how well it's been received or how many people have been on it. Uh, I will ask our, our GIS staff tomorrow to run some numbers because I think she can, she can count how many people have actually gotten on the website. Uh, to see how well it's being viewed by the residents. Uh, as far as the exterior excavations, uh, Sunday was supposed to start again today, assuming that Miss Dig 
uh, was out on site doing staking. They did get several uh, gate valves refurbished last week. So they're working on the gate valves since uh, they really don't need Mystic for doing the gate valves. They're either in a well or, or they're able to pull them. Same with some of the hydrants. They don't really need Mystic out there. So uh, I think he got the remainder of his hydrants in. So he should be finishing phase one of the hydrants. I'm hoping this week. Uh, I think that's all that Buster's got going. So sidewalks, I think Susie and, and Rami are about done walking them. So uh, we're going to start putting together the RFP to get uh, contractor costs. So we should probably have that out on the street. As soon as I get the final numbers from Susie, we can uh, put that out in Mitten and bid that out. We're, um, we're hoping to get, we're going to go out again tomorrow. Uh, we were able to knock out the whole or most of the east side of Southfield, that neighborhood, um, last Friday. So we're going to finish that and then um, tomorrow and then finish up Southfield Road. I know we've got a lot of data for north of 696, but we just need to get the pictures too. So um, that's our plan for Thursday. And possibly we can go out again on Friday if we don't finish it up. But we are almost done. I think Kelly's on. Yeah, good, good plan. Um, so can you uh, quote unquote walk us through what you guys are doing out there? <laughs> Literally, we are. Um, I got a. I I probably look like a complete tool. I have a backpack full of spray paint and I've got my cell phone. Sorry, the eight-year-old just came in. If you can hear that meltdown about bacon. Um, anyway, I am out there. I've got the phone and Rami's got a binder and we're just out there saying, okay, this is going to be this is a stubber. He's marking it down. I'm taking the pictures and inputting it. And um, it's pretty simple. Thanks a lot, Scott. I'm never going to look at a sidewalk again in the same way. <laughs> um, some residents are the ones that we've talked to. Um, they're, I mean, some of them are a little bummed out that they've got so many, but those are typically the corner lots. Um, Right. Uh, but for the most part, um, yeah, we haven't had any major complaints. People are really happy to, to see us out there and just find out a little bit more about the project and, you know, when it's going to be happening. And we've been able to explain it to them. And for the most part, people are pretty, pretty excited. So. Well, thanks. Um, Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? Hello, Mayor. Madam Mayor. Um, where are we at on the uh, agenda? Just going over the budget so item, first item. Okay. What page? Uh, page one. <laughs> yeah, Scott, Cheryl, Cheryl was was Cheryl and Pam were starting with the budget, but they wanted to give Scott the opportunity to give an update on. on infrastructure so that's done so we're now we're getting into the numbers oh okay then i'll be quiet go ahead cheryl pam thank you all right well thanks 
So again, we have another challenging year with the budget. Um, as you know, this was going into the second year with the pandemic situation. This definitely impacted some of our revenues. Um, we are um, anticipating receiving some of the American Rescue um, Program dollars in the area of 400,000, um, but those guidelines in regards to how it can be used and the expectations for that have not been released. We received a notice about 3.30 about a, a session at four o'clock. <laughs> so we weren't yeah. able to attend that one. I think they may have released some sort of guideline today. I got a couple emails about it. I, I didn't have a chance to read. I read like the first paragraph, but All right. so it's, we're getting there. So we'll have some information shortly, hopefully in regards to what and how we can use those dollars. Um, there seems to be an anticipation that some of it will be passed through to um, businesses or others impacted by um, the pandemic. So looking at the millage rate for 21-22 coming up, which starts July 1, that will be 24.4906. That's the increase from last year, primarily due to the street bond millage, which was approved by the residents at 3.9307. The actual general operating millage was reduced from last year, the current year, um, to 17.8783. And um, the taxable value for the city is based on 150 to almost $153 million. Cheryl, can we add a, can we add a bullet point in that section? Sure. Um, the, uh, at, at, it, would be, it would be the third bullet point. Just basically put the you know how you have the 2021 and the 1920 millage rates there? Can mm -hmm. you put the can you put the 2122 millage rate without the road, which is 20.55? Okay. It's 20.5599. So that way mm -hmm. you people can see it as a comparison. So it, it highlights the fact that you know getting rid of the the road proposal, our millage rate is continuing to drop due to Hadley. Okay. Thank you. And I'm assuming everyone has the packet in front of them. I don't know if you want me to share the screen and you know that I have challenges with that, but I can if you would like. I've got it in front of me. I don't know about the others. Okay. Got it in front of me, but it's up to you. Yeah, I have it. I don't right. need it shared. Okay. So then going to the general fund revenues, um, Looking at the revenue sharing, the last update we, re we received from the Treasury Department is that the revenue sharing payments will decrease just under 2%. And the um, budget also reflects a decrease in revenues relative to, especially with um, the community room and, and the um, recreation um, generated revenues. One of the biggest differences that you'll see overall is that we did receive a number of grants from um, state and federal and Oakland County throughout the year. So those made a big impact in terms of addressing the deficit that we were looking at for this current fiscal year um, to the tune of over 200,000. So that made a, a dramatic impact in terms of our operations for the current fiscal year, which is the 2021 year. And then if you're following on the next page, which is page four of the agenda packet, 
page three of the memo. Other revenues is reduced to 10721 We're keeping a very tight budget again. And you'll notice that the community room rental is um, down 10000 to 15000 We were on the way to approaching 50000 in revenues for the community room. And um, this just happened at a very bad time because we were really building up that as a, um, a revenue generator for the city. Also, the donations um, reflects that the, the Lathrop Village Community Foundation um, previously was providing the city with the dollars that were paying for the community for the um, summer concerts. And this year, they will be paying the performers directly. So there, there's a reduction there. And there's, we're only expecting to have the one election this year without um, reimbursements from the state since it will be local. So that's primarily the other revenues. Any questions on that page? Can I ask a quick question on the previous page, Cheryl? Sorry. Okay. Um, the, so the grant revenue that we got was the 292-270 for the mm -hmm. current? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Is there a way to, 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 to kind of just tell us or lay out like what that was used for? Were there specific uses that were required and do we know like what it was spent on? It was primarily on the coronavirus relief funds that we received. Um, some of them were passed through and um, a good portion of that was for the public safety um, payroll reimbursement because they know that they had to dedicate some hours in regards to that. And um, a good portion was relative to technology. So some of um, reimbursements for some of the technology we had to put in place such as Zoom, um, so that we could continue to function. Thanks. Then the next page is the summary of expenses. And you'll notice a lot of red. We've reduced just about every department, um, trying to keep the budget as tight as we can. And even though we have done that, and reduce the proposed budget to So I'm trying to read what I wrote. Probably noteworthy is that the the only area that did not show a um a decrease is relative to the DPS for the leaf and refuse collection because there really isn't anything we can cut because we're just passing on the costs um, for providing those services through our contracts. And and is this the seventy thousand dollar increase? Is that due to contract increases or or what? What's the increase there? I can look at that closer when we get to that page. Okay, it'll have it. It'll have the detail. Then in regards to staffing um, with the police officers, we had negotiated and police and command officers, we had negotiated the 2% increase for the three years of the contract. So this is the first year. And so for both the officers and the administrative staff, the budget reflects a 2% increase. The second sergeant position has um, been filled and we are budgeting for two full-time officers so that we'll be fully staffed. Um, as a result, we're anticipating that the um, 
the overtime budget will decrease. And if you recall last year, we were looking at experimenting with the 12 hour shift with the officers, but there really weren't any cost savings associated with that because by the time you put into um, consideration sick time or vacation time, we were still using a lot of overtime or the part-time officers. So there really wasn't any cost savings. So we um, did not move forward with that. There is a um, showing a $62,000 decrease in the building inspection contract because the code enforcement um, role is now um, being handled by the full-time position. So they will be focusing more on being the building official as well as um, helping with the rental inspections. Any questions on government services? Not okay. yet. Okay. Under administration, again, the part-time code enforcement position is no longer reflected in the part-time wages. Um, there's only the general election, so the elections um, line item has gone down. Legal services is slightly reduced because we are not anticipating having as much um, legal um, attorney fees because of the labor negotiations are, are over that we encountered last year. So the administration budget is reduced $12,403. Under building and grounds, the temporary wages is being reduced where I'm anticipating being able to um, cut back on the number of sanitizing um, sessions that we have here in the building and going from twice a day back to the once one time a day. Then on the building, the parking lot and grounds, we still need to contract with the city of Southfield to do the sweeping of the, um, the parking lots, which is keep us in compliance with our, our MS4 permit. Any question on those two? Public safety, which is with many cities is about 50% of our overall um, operating budget and they're budgeted to be fully staffed. And as you'll see, there is a corresponding um, decrease in overtime and part-time salaries. The um, actual cost for the city of Berkeley, we have a contract with them for the prisoner lockup is running lower than we had originally budgeted. So the budgeted number is more closely aligned to what our actual experience has been over the last two years of the contract. And we received word from Southfield that the, um, the fire contract as well as the emergency dispatch services contract will reflect a 2% increase and both of those contracts will be on your May 17th um, council agenda. Any questions on the police public safety? Public services, and I think this is, this is where you had the question. Yeah. Okay. So phase one of the sidewalk maintenance program um, is being implemented as um, Susie was stating earlier property owners will have the option of spreading those payments over, I think it was two years. And, but this requires that the city um, puts the money up front for that program. And working with Scott over the weekend, we estimated that to be in the area of um, about 97,000. You may not have that much in engineering costs. So I put it in at 90,000 because some of the work in terms of the monitoring, we may be able to do with our existing staff. 
and the length of services contract, um, we kept that flat. I did not ask them if they wanted an increase, but I'm sure they would have. So, 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 don't ask, don't tell. So, so, but, um, so your question, Bruce, was- I, I, I see it, I, I, I see it now. I, okay. Yeah. All right. So is that the, about the increase in the um, public, I mean, in the leaf and leaf increase? I'm sorry, because I had that. So the what is the leaf and refuse um, collection? Is that your question, Bruce? Yeah, that was that was that was my question back then. But that. So um, can you show me why that that went up by 2000? Yeah, I see where's the refuse and uh, equipment and roll up expense that went up. I'm assuming the red is up. I mean. It did go up. If you look at the budgeted fiscal year 2021 amount, yep. At the total public services is five seventy eight, and then I think the this is I think this is a labeling issue because on page four of the packet it says DPS leaf and refuse collection, and it's sixty nine four forty is the total increase. And if you go to the bottom of page eight. The sixty nine nine forty is is public services. So I think on page five, that leaf and refuse shouldn't that be public services? I think that's the issue. Well, I'll have to go back and look at it with Pam. But I thought the issue was because the refuse millage gets rolled back like all of our millages, so right. the amount that it covers of that um of that total budget it keeps decreasing so the amount that has to come from the general fund keeps increasing so that sixty thousand that you see is what's funded from the general fund right i, I was just saying where, where i got confused was on page five where it has the overall summary i i was thinking that that whole category was leaf and, and refuse only oh, okay. but, but it's because the, the, it, that's more emphasized than the fact that it's dps yes so, so that was my bad, but yeah, okay. so I, under, I understand that. So I'm, okay. I'm good. All right. Then recreation. I, I, I have to save my questions because I have a lot more coming, so. I, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So we're getting a lot of inquiries for the community room. Um, more often than not, people end up canceling. Um, one of the um, deterrents is that we have limited capacity based on what the state and county allows us to have in those rooms. I think the last I heard it was 25 was the maximum. So um, we're getting- It changed today, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, it was outside that changed today, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're getting a lot of interest for renting the park. So I'm expecting that to pick up significantly. But in terms of um, events, we're still still expecting very little activity. Um, so you'll see those reflected in the budget. A number of programs that we even, uh, were planned for this spring had to be canceled primarily due to lack of participation. So people are still reluctant to participate in a number of the programs. Then major street. Um, the public at 51 figures, I have not seen the finalized figures, so we're budgeting to be pre um, pretty much flat. I haven't heard of much of an increase being um, proposed from the state. And we still have to set aside the dollars for the 11 mile road project. And this 
this current year, we've started spending the um, the revenue from the bond millage for the streets, although they'll be sold this week. So, um, so you'll we'll have an amended budget for the current year, and you'll start seeing the new spending for the street projects in the projected fiscal 21-22 year. I have, a, I have a few questions on this page, Cheryl. Okay. So if you if you look like if you for example go if you look in the uh, the budgeted fiscal year 2021 column, the second numbered column. Yes. And you, and you go all the way down to the bottom mm -hmm. or near the bottom. So you have two subtotals. So you got a subtotal for major streets. So for example, you can see $103,287. And then uh -huh. you look at you look at the next subtotal down, uh, the one that's highlighted in gray, you've got 64,659, and you add those two together and you get the, the total, which is 167,946. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the next column. That the totals don't work out. So you've got you're okay. adding 101,000 to 910,000. You're getting almost two million. And then if you go two columns later, same thing. You're adding 235,000 plus 1.1 million, and you're coming up with 2.4 million. Okay, so that must be something with the spreadsheet. So something something's not correct there. Um, so that was one one thing there. The other thing, and and this might be well, this is either a you or a Scott Ringler question. But the, the reason why we're seeing money in um, major streets is that because we're treating Santa Barbara as a major as a major road, as instead of a local road. Is Scott is Scott still on? I don't think he is. I have the list of which streets are major and which ones are local. And it worked out almost 50-50. Um, okay. It was like 55-45. I can't tell you which streets were which, but I think Santa, Santa, most of Santa Barbara was. I don't even think it was all of Santa Barbara. It was very weird. Um, so just for budgeting purpose, we kept it as a 50-50 split because it was my okay. mind was all right. all right. trying to remember 45-50. Yeah, because I know when we first first talked about that, that was a little bit of a surprise. I, I don't have a, I don't guess I don't have a problem with it. Um, just that was a little surprised that we had the residential going in the in the, in the in the major, um, but I just want to make sure that we were tracking the money appropriately so that you know what what's coming in is equal to what's going out. So in other words, the you know we can we can track the the major fund growth because we're not you know we're getting revenue in from Act Fifty One, but we're we're also not doing the transfers that we. You have been doing so that that fund will grow so we'll be ready for for 11 mile road so i want to make sure that you know we're, we're tracking you know you know what i'm getting at i want to make sure we're not mm -hmm. taking money out of the major fund that wasn't from the millage um and putting it towards the towards the towards the the millage project so to speak and then and then the other the other question i have is later on in the budget and some of the other areas with relate with relative to you know some of these these infrastructure projects we show the, the the millage amounts or the bond amounts coming in as into the revenue section so we've, we've got the expenditures you know in the expenditure table down below for for the roads for projected for 21 22 but we don't show any of the um the millage money coming in right so shouldn't shouldn't we shouldn't we be showing money coming in into the major streets under the you know the quote revenue area because we've got millage money coming in to pay the expenses that we're seeing below 
So Pam, can you help explain how we were? About the major or the local? Uh, we're on major right now. Okay, major, there is gonna be, um, there's gonna be bond money coming in there, but we don't know what the figures are yet. We're hoping when they sell the bonds, we'll have more, a better classification of what figures we got in a half to have. Okay, I, I just didn't see a placeholder in there. So I wanted to make sure we weren't forgetting because in the, in the, for the capital improvement bond related expenditures, we did have that, you know, a, an analogous number in those, those later tables, but we will need to get something in here for major and local streets. Well, if you don't put it in though, you just do a budget amendment next year when you know exactly what your figures are going to be. Right. So okay. you can do it either way. Yeah. But it just, it so just, what Bruce it just, is saying, I think, is that we weren't consistent with this. Right. And, and, and the other, the other thing that, it, that it helps and, and, and I guess to my next point as well, I guess it's a good lead in. It would be helpful on these tables if we had somehow worked into it, like what, what the starting um, fund balance is and what the expected end fund balance is. Because the whole idea, the whole reason why I got this, I was trying to figure out, well, what, what effect is, are we going to have in the major street fund balance? But I couldn't do that because, A, I didn't know what the millage amount coming in was. And then I also don't see the starting um, fund balance here anywhere. Or, or you know, a projected ending fund balance. The money, when I talked to the auditors about the where we were going to do it, we have to put that money into a different fund. It's not going into major, and it's not going into local. That makes me happy. It's because we have to track it with the millage. Right. So right. it's going to be in a debt millage um, fund, and then it will be transferred over to major and local as we use it. Right. Well, the the the. the I guess, I guess what I'm getting bonds. I'm sorry to pay the bonds. It will be transferred over. Right. I, I guess what I'm getting at is is you know as as one of the one of the five cities fiduciaries. You know, it, it, it's hard to track when you're not seeing all the all the whole picture here. That's I guess that's what I'm getting at. Okay. So. So you want to see the impact on the fund balance? Yeah, I want to see the impact on the fund balance, and it also you know. It would be nice, like I said, to see what the what the revenue component is as well. And that's all I had on those. Okay. Hey Cheryl, you know the the total that that Bruce was talking about, the total major streets. So what it's doing is it's adding in your capital improvement street bond number twice in that total. Okay. That's I think it's a spreadsheet error. So that's what it's doing. Okay. That's why we have an accountant on uh, <laughs> on, 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 on council. I knew there was a way to figure it out. I, I, I tried to figure it out so I could find it. That's what it is. And it's only, it's funny, it's not in the actual column though. That one's right, but it's in the other estimated and projected columns. Right, it's just in those two, two of, of, of yeah. six columns. Okay. Then on the local streets, we will not be transferring in dollars from the major street fund or the general fund to the local street fund. And the capital improvement street funds reflects the use of the street bond millage for projects. Right, so my, my comments from the, the previous for major road also apply to 
to local streets. And, yeah. and this, this, this one was a good example because our revenue is only estimated to be 143,000, but our expenses are supposed to be 468,000. So, so it looks like we're draining the fund here to some extent um, because we're not putting in any money from, you know, we're not doing a transfer from mm -hmm. the general fund like, like, we, like we typically do. Um, so it looks like we're, we're, we're going into the fund and we're dropping the fund to cover, dropping the fund balance to cover those expenditures. Okay, any other questions on the local street fund? Yeah, so I, again, just, just to reiterate, I mean, so that, that, that's another example of why it would be good here to see what the projected start and end fund mm -hmm. balance is, because my, my question is, is what, what is, what are we projecting the fund balance to be at the end of, at the end of fiscal year 21-22? And I can't, I can't tell that without, without those numbers, so. Okay. Then everyone's favorite, the water fund. So the water rates, um, they have been calculated. That was the language from last year. So we're looking at an increase of approximately $7 on the water rates, which is all in the capital component. So that's relative to the bonded projects. And I don't think there was anything else particularly noteworthy. All right, I got, I got a couple things here and I think one okay. of them is gonna require a lot of discussion, unfortunately. Right. Um, so it looks like from, from this that the, the increase is all put in as the, 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 into the capital rate so it looks like the capital rate uh, is going mm -hmm. from 925 to 1625. But the way we structured this in the, um, uh, in the recommendation and how we, we implemented this was really more of a surcharge than a rate. So if you remember the, um, we were going to charge an increased rate only on the first 400 um, uh, or for only on the first four units which worked out to about uh, about you know ten dollars roughly per per home, so that uh, you know it was important to us on the infrastructure committee that every home was hit equally, as opposed to a, a sliding scale based on use. And the way this is, at least the way I'm interpreting this is this is this is going to be based upon use. So somebody who you know uses uh, eight cubic units or eight units, um, for example. Is going to get double double the capital improvement bond increase than somebody who just uses the 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 stand you know the the the, the four minimum four unit minimum. So we we had wanted this as a as a surcharge. So essentially, so it was roughly I mean we calculated it out to about ten dollars, um, you know, per bill per month. So it's not reflective, not not based upon the amount of water that they use. It's based on everybody in the everybody in the city gets hit the same amount. I so definitely this is gonna, understand this is, the concept. I didn't know how to make it fit into our existing spreadsheet. So I think we would have to reconfigure it because it does not currently reflect the minimum charge, which is where that increase would be reflected. Right, so that, so that, increase, that increase is, is going to be the same for, for everybody 
-hmm. So it's really, it's really a surcharge. So really what we should do is calculate it based on a, on a surcharge and get it out of the, take that component out of the rate. So, so we had, we had looked at the, at the, at least at that time, what was the current capital component. And we determined that we needed X dollars more above, you know, per year above the cap, what the capital component mm -hmm. was bringing in. And that's where we came up with that number of roughly about $10, you know, per, per water bill per, per month. So we, we really were, you know, really referring to it more as a, a surcharge than a rate component. And I can, I can work with Pam on this and, you know, okay. show, her the, show her the numbers and how we, how we came up with that. And then I, and I guess the, the other, um, the other question is, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, we had calculated that we needed about $10, but is it only seven because we're not, we're not, at least there are certain things that we're not doing this year. So for example, we, we thought that we were, we budgeted for, I think 1700, uh, excavations and we're only having to do 350. So those dollar amounts is, is I'm just trying to figure out how the number went from 10 to seven. I think you're only looking at the water side. We were okay. basing it on the rates to have a balanced budget. That's where we came up with the seven. So okay. now that's gonna change everything. Yeah. We might still have to have the seven there and then you might have to have a surcharge if we're gonna have a balanced budget. I'll have to see. We'll go back and look at it. The, um, the other consideration is that the water loss is um, still significant until we can get the new meters in or find out what is the cause of the loss, which is still ongoing investigation okay and then and then the other the other um i guess wrinkle or consideration um i, I don't know if you guys talked about but um if you remember the the I, actually i think i've got it in a spreadsheet let me see if i can pull the numbers up um yeah so the overall cost of of the capital improvements was about 7.1 million dollars um, we bonded for 5.3. Uh, we were going to use 1.88 million out of the that, that was available in the water and sewer fund. So um, I don't know if you guys, how, how when you looked at the budget, how you handled that. So are, are we not using any of the 1.8 million dollars that's that's in the fund currently towards these 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 projects, or you know you know. Are we saving that for year two or year three? Or you know, I, I didn't know if that was something that was was discussed since it's something that that was new, and I just wanted to make sure that that wasn't overlooked. Well, we took part of it as the water um, because you've got money in. If you look at your thing, we got water main project, and we put three hundred seventy-one thousand. That would be coming from the fund balance. Uh, what what page is that on? Pam? I, I, I remember I remember seeing 14. That. And let's see, water main. Because that's not a capital, because that would not be capital money there. I'm I'm still trying to find it. I, I know I saw it last night when I was going through it. A oh, water main project, okay. I think it's 14. Yeah. Uh, three. 
Yeah, so 300 and 300. Know, that's exactly 356. 371. Oh yeah, 356. Yep. Okay, so that so that that's so we're we're draining into the fund for for some of that. Okay. Yeah, because I just want to make sure, you know, we, you know, we 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 have 1.8 million dollars, almost 1.9 million dollars over the next three years to spend out of that out of that fund. So we just need to make sure we're doing some of that piece by piece. We had more money in there, but we had to, we adjusted it, so. Okay. So we'll have to relook at the rates to do it as a surcharge. Yeah. On the base rate, um, and then we'll have to recalculate if the remaining portions of the rate needs to be readjusted. Yeah. Yeah. Other, otherwise, we're going to have people who are, I mean, you know how they are with the residents are with the water bill. Well, they'll be screaming when they see the increase if it's based on, on a rate. Okay. And then on the sewer rate, um, there is also the, um, what they call the chapter 20 drain project that we'll have to start making payments towards as well. So that's accommodated in the sewer rate. And what we had indicated was a 1.56 rate increase for the sewer rate. But um, we'll take a look at both of those again to make certain that they're adjusted properly. Any other questions on the sewer fund? Also, the um, the sanitary retention tank has the approximately five hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the um, upgrades relative to that chapter twenty drain um, modification, and those are coming out of our bond dollars and not the Evergreen Farmington bond dollars. Then on the debt service, it was interesting trying to figure out what to do with the, <laughs> with the bonds because they weren't quite the same. One of them had a principal payment in year one and the other one didn't. So, and the interest comes out in one place and the principal comes out here at the, um, at the debt service budget. So for the sewer bonds, we're looking at the $82,113 payment that'll be due. Um, the two payments are due in October and April of each year. And or is that the existing? I'm sorry, Pam, is that yeah. the existing bond that we have or is that the new one? Or is it both? Oh, those are the existing. The first two are the existing. Okay. The new capital improvement bond, we don't have any principal to pay for that one for the first year, but we do in streets. Yeah. And then looking at particular capital improvements for the year, I, I don't want to go into that into too much detail tell on this sheet because I do want to make some additional modifications. I sent some changes already. Um, 
what was um, originally recommended from the planning commission was far more than we could even remotely consider trying to fund. So my recommendation was to reduce that from, I think it was about 300,000 to about 100,000. But I think I'd like to reprioritize that recommendation to you even still. And looking at the, um, the city hall lobby renovation and taking that out as well as, the, I think I was recommending taking out the splash pad. And what else, I guess I wrote it down. I didn't see that the splash pad had a dollar figure next to it. Was there something I'm not? The one that I oh, took okay. originally did, but I took it, I took it out on this one. So taking out the um, police study phase two, actually we're in phase one. So phase two, um, that 10,000. I did have an initial conversation with the architect and he's going to come back with what he will see as the next phase for that project. My conversation with many of you seem to be, you seem to have some concerns in regards to moving forward with it. So that seemed to be something that we could put off to a later conversation. Also, um, what he was suggesting was that we look at the whole building in terms of the mechanicals, if we're going to be doing it. And to do that study, he was looking at 25,000 to do that study. So with all of that in mind, I was willing to suggest moving that further down the road, especially if we're not certain of when and how we're going to move that project forward in terms of funding. So if we if we did that, um, should we take out the lobby renovation and carpet replacement then if we're going to do the 25,000 for him to look at the whole building? Well, the carpet, carpet replacement is also for upstairs. And we really need to do something upstairs because it's a trip hazard. And I, I don't recall if it included the um, the offices, but definitely for the upstairs. But if you want to push it off, we can. We no, can. I mean, I'm just bringing it up for us to discuss. I'm just mm -hmm. saying, because it's kind of like, um, you know, I'm renovating the house and then I'm gonna tear the house down kind of thing. That's the way I'm, I'm you know, taking it. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's, it's, I was just bringing it up for us to discuss kind of thing. Yeah, and most of the renovations that they were suggesting upstairs were, I think they were doorway, you know, placing a door, yeah. secure door to keep people from um, going into essentially the council chambers area. I don't think there was any room reconfigurations. No, I'm saying that if he was talking about looking at the whole building as a whole, mm -hmm. the charge is $25,000 just to look at it. Maybe we should hold off on doing any of the city hall lobby renovations, yes, corporate replacements until we see as a whole what he's going to bring back. That's a, that's what I mean. Not just about the structural changing the doors and things like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with the lobby renovation. I was just saying the carpet was it's, somewhat okay. different. That's all. Okay. And so, in light of those taking those two off, at least for this current year and putting back in the portable radios for the police officers for the 30,000, because that is definitely something we have to do. 
um, I was hoping that the ARP money would possibly be able to be used for something like that, but at the present time, I don't know yet. So to just go ahead and put it back in there and hopefully we can use the grant dollars from them or somewhere else to pay for them, but to at least put it back on the capital um, improvement plan. And I've taken off the splash pad study and the Golden Gate Park study, both of which were 5,000 each. As well as for DPS, the backhoe tractor and the pickup truck with the plow ready. Um, they do need to start getting some new vehicles in there. But one of the things we can start looking at is if we can um, enter into a financing arrangement so that we could pay for it over three to five years as opposed to um, doing it at a one, you know, one payment, because that's really um, has a significant impact of the cost of some of these vehicles. And if I added it right, that net impact would be 110,450 for capital improvements instead of the 100, 450 that you see there. One thing that um, in talking with the engineering firm, they mentioned that we had put in a grant application with the D, um, Michigan Department of um, Natural Resources Trust Fund for the Ciroc Wood upgrades, which is approximately 100,000, and we have committed to the local match of 25%, which would be 25,000. If we are approved, we would have to um, pay for that upfront and then get reimbursed the 75,000 from the state. So what I was suggesting for that was to put it as um, an assigned use of the fund balance as opposed to just outright budgeting those dollars. So if it should come through, then we'll we'll have those monies designated within the fund balance, but not as an actual um, budgeted item. Wouldn't the, wouldn't the twenty five thousand those still have to be budgeted? The twenty five would, yes. Yeah, but not the seventy five. Okay. Right. And the next page, which is hard to see on the screen. Um, it's hard to see on paper also. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I went and got my glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a spreadsheet. <laughs> so, but it does show, I added a column on the far right to show what we're expecting to spend, especially out of the bond dollars in the current fiscal year, because technically the capital improvement plan is starting in July. And then spreading those dollars over the course of, most of these projects are supposed to be done within three years for the bond dollars. If anyone had any questions, I know it's hard to see. So the section in the middle, what I did was I took 
what we were talking about for the fiscal year 21-22 and actually showed which fund those dollars would come from because the sheet that we received from the Planning Commission didn't um, indicate where the funding source were for those projects. That looks good. Okay. And then we come to Susie's area, the rental registration and fee schedule. Oh, wait, 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 okay. one more. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I, 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 I thought we were, were, we did the spreadsheet, but then the next page, I had a question. Okay, on the next page. okay. go um, ahead. A, a small nit point, but, um, on the right hand side, we've got a we've got the section for the road bond, mm -hmm. and then we show twenty thousand dollars for the sidewalks there. That twenty thousand dollars is from the capital improvement bond, right? Because we budgeted mm -hmm. twenty thousand dollars in the capital improvement bond to as to help with the upfront money for the sidewalks. Okay. So that's that doesn't come out of the road. So I didn't have too many questions. Wasn't so bad. <laughs> We're not um, done yet, though, are we? <laughs> with, 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 the, with the budget, we are, for the most part. Well, for the most part. So I let, still have a question on the last part, too. I'll let Susie go over most of this, but um, just to give you a brief overview and looking at our um, fees for the year and um, having a more um, a good, more concerted effort to make certain that all of the businesses were in compliance with the registration for their licensing for business licenses, as well as inspections for those who are landlords, um, especially in light of circumstances with particular buildings. Um, one of the things we did find out was that our fees, one, weren't consistent with with the categories that are spelled out in our ordinances and two, that they weren't sufficient to meet the cost that we actually are encountering by having the um, various officials come out and do the inspections. So um, quick question about that, um, sorry. Um, the fees on page 20 are what you, the suggestion is for them to increase to. I'm wondering if you could possibly put on there a comparison of old, what the old fees are and what the new, new fees are. I, I certainly add that to the thing, just so to the thing, the document. Um, sorry. I knew what the thing was. <laughs> um, it's real simple though. So I will tell you, so right now, and I don't, it, it, it's I'm only saying this also, let me give you the, uh, the caveat of why I'm saying this, because if someone pulls our packet, this is just saying to increase them. And this is just kind of being just more clear on what they used to be and what you're looking to increase them to. So it can be, you know, you went from, you know, we don't really, if someone look, read this, you don't know if you're going from $125 to 150, or are you going from zero to 150 just to show? Right. Sure. And it, no, gives, it gives us grounding too, not just people who pull the package it helps us too yeah well so i made a note for myself i'll i'll make that adjustment before it goes to um 
officially at the meeting. Um, currently, the way our fee structure is for rentals is 75 before occupancy and $100 post occupancy. And that's it. Um, and I, I, I couldn't tell you if that means, um, you know, if, if a property is fully, fully occupied and then part of the units go vacant, it's nebulous as to whether or not does that still count as pre-occupancy or post-occupancy, right? So it's not, it's not even very clear um, as we currently have it. Um, and like Cheryl mentioned, it's, um, it's not set up in any way, shape or form to coincide with, um, with what you see. And the, the categories listed, I mean, this is taken directly out of, out of the ordinance. Um, I did look at some of our surrounding communities. Let's see, um, so are these yeah. fees for, are these fees for people that rent out their properties? Is that what this is? Like a yes. registration fee? Okay. Yes. For yep. residential and commercial? Residential we charge this fee every year if, if someone's renting out their property. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, I looked at, I mean, I looked at Southfield, you know, Hamtramck, Centerline, Berkeley. I tried to keep it to the smaller communities um, since I think that would give us a better apples to apples comparison. Um, and then I looked at um, actually how we went about um, structuring the fees for when uh, we did inspections last summer at our larger property owners. Um, I think the biggest problem is that the fees as we have them currently set up is that they don't cover the inspection costs. Um, you know, Jim is typically, it's typically $75 an hour per trade is how we've kind of got that set up. So um, this is pretty well lined up. I can share my spreadsheet with you if you really want. It's probably only makes sense to me. It's got a lot of crazy <laughs> shorthand in it, but um, I, we're pretty well lined up actually with Berkeley, um, somewhere between Berkeley and um, Berkeley and Royal Oak. So Ferndale charges like nothing. So, um, and obviously for the, um, the larger buildings, there's an increased, um, the fee is higher. That's predominantly factoring in that it will take longer for these inspections to happen. Uh, when Jim and, the, and his inspection crew went and uh, did the inspections for the JMC properties, for example, they spent four hours in each of those buildings and there's approximately 24 units in those buildings, so. This is what I came up with. Are there specific questions you may have? No, I didn't. No, I already said it, so I won't keep repeating it. Okay. No, I'll 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 add that so you have the the revised document so you can see that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, if if we're if we're done with the rental fees, I do have a fee fee schedule related question though that this this reminded me of. So so four years ago, before I was on council, I was on one of the main street committees, mm -hmm. and um, at that point, we were talking about the um, the business license fee, and the fact that the business license fee was was about a hundred percent lower than most other cities. And I think in some cities it was even, by comparison, it was even more than that. We're, we're at like $25 and there were other cities that were charging, you know, $7,500, $150 per, per business license. Um, and we had talked back then um, about, about doing, and, and the fact, I know Susie, you've done a lot of work on this. Back then we were talking about the fact that there were so many businesses that were operating without a business license. Mm -hmm. um, but we had, we had talked back then four years ago about, you know, auditing to make sure we have all the business licenses and also increasing the um, uh, fee to be more commensurate with, with other um, cities. So have we thought about that? I mean, it seems like our, our business, business license fee is, is dirt cheap and probably shouldn't be that cheap. Right now, so right now, um, a new business license is $55. The renewal is 25 and then the renewal with penalty with a penalty of so late fee is 45. Um, right. So what we were talking about back then was the renewal. Okay. I haven't truthfully, I haven't looked at increasing the cost. Um, I, I hesitate a little bit just knowing that I know that the businesses are struggling through this COVID. Um, right. I mean, it just, preliminarily Early. <laughs> um that was really difficult uh i i'm guesstimating based on the number of renewals we had from last year and how many we had sent out the year pre previously i think we've lost about 20 to 30 businesses um we'll see how many that may actually be now that um renewals just got sent out uh, a couple weeks ago so kind of hesitate to raise it just because of yeah. that but i or maybe i mean maybe, it's not i haven't ruled it out by any means maybe maybe do a a, a cost comparison for for other against other communities and then once we get post covid we can consider you know bringing it in line with 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 other cities i mean it doesn't have to be done now i mean it, like you said the timing would be bad um, okay. but you know if, if we do find if you do confirm at least back then we were i know we were very low um, you know, if you can confirm that and then, you know, maybe next year, you know, at this point we, uh, we consider raising it to be, you know, more, more equal to the market. And if I could add, um, our approach has been to be covering our costs and it's not as, um, administratively intensive for the business license. Um, one, one step is that we confirm that the zoning is consistent with the use. And um, what does the building official do, Susie, with relative to business licenses? I, in the past, he's gone in and you know taken a look around to make sure the the suite is um, has meets all the safety checks. You know, operating functional functional exit signs, lit uh, exit signs, smoke alarms, and whatnot. Um, a lot of that is going to be. Uh, rolled into the inspection process in the commercial landlord licenses. Hold on. 
that is um, because the commercial landlords are responsible for having all of the common areas inspected as well as each individual suite before they're um, they're let out. So um, a lot of what he handles currently in the business for business licenses will be actually rolled into the commercial landlord licensing process. So it'll be business licenses will be more focused on um, verifying that the zone they're in the correct zone um, and that we've got all of their important information. So any other questions in regards to the the rental inspection fees, landlord license fees. I don't have anything. I don't either. You can uh, go on to the um, sign ordinance. Oh, it's not on today's agenda. I, I just sent out an advanced advanced draft to see if there's... Oh, do you want to have any questions? Well, okay. You know, I saw that it wasn't on the agenda, but since it was a part of the package, I'm assuming that you wanted something, you wanted to talk about it or not. Anyone? Well, I'll ask a question. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, so, so Scott, I haven't had a chance to look at it since, since uh, Cheryl sent it out this afternoon, but did we include anything having to do with flags? Uh, I actually didn't look at it myself. I'm not, um, I'm not sure that we did because I don't know if Jill I'm trying to pull it up. I don't think she made those changes. Do you know whether that was purposefully or she just didn't get them or? Now she made some changes to the temporary sign language, but I don't know if we included flags or not. I'll have to check with her. Okay. So I'm just looking to see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, no, she does, it doesn't include flags. So I'll talk to her about it and find out. Okay. And if we can get an update once she includes it, that'd be great. Yeah, I don't see it in there. I'll, I'll check with her tomorrow. All right. Thanks. Thanks. So, oh, let me try to find this. The next one up is the Crown Act Proclamation. And it's, um, it's a proclamation that I have been working, well, uh, State Representative um, Bowden originally brought it to my attention. And then I spoke with State Representative Anthony out of Ingham County and um, she gave me further clarification on it, even though, I mean, I knew about it, but to bring you up to speed on um, what it is, I'm trying to bring it up. I'm trying to spread out my words as I'm trying to pull this up. So just give me a second, because my phone is taking too long and we don't even want to go into how I feel about our um, IT stuff right now. So, but Bruce, you can bring that up under yours if you like. What's that? 
our what's going on with our emails and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, I I think it's working now, but I I need to check it check on it well, again. I can only get stuff off my phone, but we'll leave that alone. Okay, so um, Sarah Anthony, um, like I said, out of uh, Lansing Ingham County, is introducing the Michigan Crown Act. It's a bill that would ban race based hair discrimination in Michigan. The language specifies that hair is a trait historically associated with race, including hair texture and protective hairstyles. The Crown Act, which stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair is the law that prohibits race-based hair discrimination or the denial of employment and educational opportunities because of hair texture or protect protective hairstyles, including braids, locks, twists, or bantu knocks. Not, not, sorry. Um, it was first introduced in legislation in 2019 and um, she just reintroduced it. The list of Michigan communities and organizations supporting the Crown Act includes Ingham County, Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti Regional Chamber, Genesee County, City of Flint, Kent County, which is in progress, AT&T Michigan, SEIU Michigan, Michigan Library Association, MLA, Michigan Association for Media and Education. Um, this form of racial discrimination is a real problem and one that, one that countless men, women, and children are forced to tackle every day. And the Crown Coalition members and supporters are Dove, which you've probably seen some Dove commercials that kind of talk about um, different things. National Urban League, um, the ACLU of California, Georgia, New Jersey, New Mexico, Northern California, Southern California, San Diego, and Imperial Counties, um, ASME, African American Mayors Association, Alpha Kappa, Alpha, which AKAs, I'm just pulling some of these out, Berkeley, California City Council, um, Black Women's Roundtable, California uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, I'm trying to see if you would know. Of course, the NAACP is backing this. And the YWCA of White Plains and Central West, West oh, sorry, w, YWCA USA is backing this also. So the reason I brought it to you all is because she, they wanted us to pass a proclamation, but I told her that, um, I didn't, I personally didn't think that Lathrop would give her a big bang for her buck when it comes to showing a city that's supporting her only because I think that, you know, our um, neighborhoods, our residents are very diverse and plus the size of the city. However, I introduced it to Oakland County commissioners. And so they're going to be introducing it at the end of May. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog snoring. She's very tired underneath my chair. So if you can't hear, I'm glad, but she's really loud. So um, we're introducing at the end of May in Oakland County. And then after that, I would like us to consider passing the proclamation for it um, only because it is something real. I, I myself um, have dealt with it because I chose to put my hair in a protective um, style um, now that we were when we went into COVID um, and as you might see a lot of black women have decided to opt out of you know getting their hair done because 
it was hard when there was nobody doing hair and some of us don't know how to do our own hair. So we got to hop for other things. And believe it or not, it is a situation where people are not getting jobs. And, and um, I know that you might've read something about the um, young girl, I forgot what county it is, where um, people are being, kids are being kicked out of school and, and, and things like that for the hair. So I just wanted to bring it to you, introduce it to you if you all had any questions prior to us, um, you know, considering it for a proclamation. Does he use his hairstyle count as a protective hairstyle? That is definitely a protective hairstyle. Does a what hairstyle? It's called a protective hairstyle. So like for our hair, you know, we can have curly hair or, you know, afros. And so what we do to manage our hair, we'll either put chemicals in it or we will put heat in it and it makes our hair fall out, get weak, things like that. And then protective hairstyles are like braids and, and wigs and weaves and things like that. And so like, if I took my hair down right now, it's amazing how long it is because I've done nothing to it, but kept it braided up, so. I just didn't and, hear what Scott said. Oh, I no. was talking about Ian's <laughs> hairstyle. The shaved head look. Oh, that Ian's is, hairstyle, yeah. That's and, definitely and that, protective. That, that, that's quite a crown. <laughs> that deserves a crown proclamation right there. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, I like to always- Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I just say, I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, I would have thought that that, or thought, you know, that should be covered by like any kind of racial discrimination, but obviously it's not, right? Because it's, I know I've heard of this being called out you know, yeah. many times. So yeah, I'm all in favor of a proclamation like this. So once we you get know. it, I'll bring it forward to you all. So I just, you know, that's your, that's your little bit of history today. <laughs> Does anyone else have any council comments? Just to go back to Bruce's question about the flags. So we, it looks like Jill did add that the total number of flags on a lot shall not exceed four. Does that, I know your concerns were with some of the flags that contain messages and I think. Right, well, it just, it just seems, it seems my, my, my thought and I don't know others may disagree but it seems like flags should just be considered signs they should fall under the same rules because they are right i mean they're just you know if somebody if somebody puts a, a flag up that says you know hate has no home here or whatever how how is that any different from the one that they stake in the ground that says hate has no home here right okay. I mean, all right yeah i just want i couldn't remember exactly i knew i knew it came up because of the neighbor that we that you thought was doing the car detailing and stuff right but and, and others there were a couple others too Okay. All right. But, but what, what do the rest of you guys think? I mean, do you, does it make sense? I, I mean, I think it makes sense to treat flags as, as non, what is it? Non, non-country, country flags have their own, their own ordinance. Yeah. So mm -hmm. flags okay. of any country, state or municipality, um, that's include, those would be inclusive in the, in the maximum of four. Right. But, but, but the, uh, I, I think Scott told us a couple meetings ago that those were, you know, covered under a different ordinance. But but these flags, you know, that are that are, are essentially signs, you know, they should be treated like signs. I got nervous for you there, Bruce. That's why I was crying. Yeah. I'm like, are you telling people they can't fly them? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Okay, so you're saying the uh, anything not country flags. So I'm, right. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Thanks for the clarification also. So are we
The maximum would be four, including any kind of flags that are non-country flags. Well, I, th I think the sign sign ordinance says it's based on, well, I think it's, what is it, Scott? It's, it's any sign is no more than, what is it, 24 square feet? No, wait, I, I'm blanking yeah, out. 24 square feet um, for residential, and I think non-residential is 32 square feet. Yeah, yeah. something like that. To total square footage area, so. So, okay, I'll t I'll send her a message just so she knows to. Yeah, that, that that's right because it was like two, two, six six square feet per. I think residential was six six square feet per sign maximum twenty four. Yeah. Right. Um. Also, it looks like I got something from Kayla for the. Michigan first golf outing. Did you get that, Cheryl? I may have. I don't recall seeing it though. Okay. Well, I mean, it literally came out when we were on the call. So just to okay. let you know that that is coming up if anybody is interested in that. And then also we have the state of the city, which is at the end of June. I want to say it's June 23rd. Um, is that right? Was somebody going to say something? For what? The state of the city. Oh, no, I was looking at the golf outings, May 24th. Right. And I can't, I'm trying to go through my phone. I'm not trying to be mean either, but you know, my irritation June 23rd at 11 a.m. Yep, that's it. If anyone's interested, please let, um, Cheryl, no. Um, also, which um, I want to say I got an earful from Mayor Pro Tim via text, I think, um, that if you this, have this not, Mayor Pro Tim? Yeah, that one. Oh, oh right. If okay. you um, have not sent in your evaluation. Oh, oh on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were, they were due two weeks ago. I was not going to throw them totally under the, the bus, but um, yes, if you have not sent in your uh, evaluations, it's very important that you send them to me as soon as possible, please. Um, I'm trying to go through my emails and see everything I'm supposed to uh, say. Southfield in Ascension Hospital, our community partners on April 19th, they have opened the newest regional community vaccination center at Southfield Pavilion. It is for uh, all eligible Michigan residents to get vaccinated. Welcome, uh, sorry, walk-ins are welcome, but appointments are recommended and can be made at Ascension Health, one word, dot in quicker, one word, dot com forward slash vaccine. I can also put it in the chat if that's going to be helpful. And I think that is all that I. Oh, Saturday. Oh, my goodness, I almost forgot. Saturday, um, in conjunction with the 
this is horrible trying to find everything on your phone. I just really want you to know that this is stressing me. But anyway, I'm not going to keep complaining about it. Um, in conjunctions with, um, I forgot what lawyer um, association it is, we will be doing our, I'm, I always say this and I'm always wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway, our final food drive on Saturday. Um, I hope that people can come out for that. It's from one to four. If you want to be a volunteer today, we're going, I mean, as of today, we're going to need you there at 12. Um, the reason why it was held up last time is because basically we had to take the boxes off one by or two by four or whatever because they didn't send a pallet jack, which was lots of fun. So, yeah, it's the uh, it's the Black Women's Lawyers Association of Michigan. Thank you, thank you very much. And that is with our own um, Judge Kamisha Gant, who is um, running it. So. I think that's all I have because I really can't scroll through all these um, emails. That would be my tenth to dig about the fact that I can't get into my emails off a computer. So I'll stop at that point. Does anyone else have anything? Uh, just just to tell Pam, if if you need me for the the water sewer rate stuff um, to go over anything, I'll be back in town on on Wednesday, so I'll be available on Thursday and Friday. We didn't. You know what? I'm so sorry. Did we do where we were at? You didn't, but we did. Oh, so do okay. it. I'm Kelly Garrett. I'm in the city of Lathrop Village, Michigan, in Oakland County. Yeah. Sorry. I th think. Couple questions. You say you have a question? Yeah, just a couple questions. So regarding the DPW truck uh, that was on a line item uh, in in our packet. Um, Cheryl, did you say that you were going to research um, like a three-year loan for that, for a new truck? Is that what you stated? Correct. Okay. Um, the truck that we have right now, I mean, those are paid for, right? They're not on any kind of lease or loan, right? Okay. So, but we're, they're pretty much, um, their useful life is coming very close to an end, right? So when is when are you gonna uh, finalize the research on that? Do you have a timeline when you want to bring it back to council and then have us act? I don't have a timeline on it. Um, probably within the next six months. Okay. You're talking about the pickup truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, um, the other item I have, and I think I brought it up at the last council meeting regarding um, social workers for mental health in the city of Lathrop Village. I think we need to put that on an uh, agenda item to discuss it, get into more details, um, because I think it's important for the city to um, understand that we as a council, admin, administration, as well as uh, staff, are concerned about mental health and we want to research and do more to help our residents. So can we discuss it in further detail? Yeah, I think that's what we resolved last at the last meeting. That we were going to make we did, but we right, we didn't we didn't have a date or anything. So I don't I had it to... on the I had it tentatively on the first June meeting study session. Oh okay. Okay. All right. 
that works. Thank you. And if we could talk before then, because I'm not quite certain what specifically you want discussed or what background information you'll need for that. Yeah. All ideas are welcome at this point. Okay. All right. I think that's it for me. Okay. Anyone else? Salim, everybody has said something. You want to just kind of come up with anything? No, I'm good. <laughs> Quiet storm, you are. You are. Um, okay, well, then we are all set. Public, public, comment. public comment. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. We do have one, one resident on, I believe. Yep. I have a public comment. I saw Rami, and I had a question that he jumped out before I can even <laughs> ask the question. So I will just wait till tomorrow. Public comment? Yeah, if you have public comment, raise, raise your hand. Or type in the chat. Okay, well, hearing none, then now can I um, say I think that we can adjourn? Yes, we can. Right. Okay, right. have a good, good. <laughs> See everybody. Have a good night. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye now.